You're listening to the Conscious Pharmacist Podcast, a show for pharmacists, healthcare providers who have answered the call to practicing on purpose. Now, here's your host, internationally recognized HIV pharmacist, author, speaker, patient advocate, and president of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, and your Conscious Pharmacist, Michelle Sherman. Hi, this is Michelle Sherman, president of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, and Conscious Pharmacist and your host, for the Conscious Pharmacist podcast. Welcome to today's episode, which is called The Washington Update. What happened on the way to the rodeo? We've had several things coming out of Washington, D.C. and CMS over the past few weeks, so I thought I'd do just a quick recap on today's episode. What have we seen lately? Well, one of the big things um, in the last few weeks was that CMS... Um, released the final rule for 2020 for, for Medicare Part D. And just as a quick note, um, at the bottom of the transcript of this episode are links to resources of the final rule, the Medicare letter, if you want to go more in depth and read everything. Um, so one of the biggest bugaboos out of this final rule was the fact that CMS did not address the DIR fees. That is the thorn in the side, the bugaboo, the greatest pain source for many, many pharmacies, especially those pharmacies that provide specialty type medications to their patients. HIV patients, cancer patients, across the board, these pharmacies are getting dinged by these PBMs for these DIR fees that, in my opinion, are a modern-day form of complete highway robbery. You remember way back in the day in the Wild West when the stagecoach was, you know, going across the the desert with all the money and all the people in it, and these highwaymen came riding up with their horses, guns drawn, bandanas across their faces, robbing the people? Well, these PBMs are a modern-day form of that. Instead of riding up on the stagecoach, they go just literally don't pay the pharmacies for these reasons for DIR fees that are completely untransparent, completely opaque, that nobody knows why. In my opinion, the specialty pharmacies, people providing care to HIV patients, provide care that is extraordinary. We provide direct patient care that impacts patient outcomes every single day so that these rules and reasons for these clawbacks and these DIR fees are completely unknown and have no place in the specialty arena or, quite frankly, any place at all. These are fees that have risen 45,000%. Yeah, I know you're all conscious and you're listening, and that is right, 45,000%, and the money just goes back into the coffers of the PBMs. It is a disgrace. It is the biggest travesty in our system right now, and CMS did not address that. There's still hope because all the associations and um, agencies are, are, are going to Congress to get them to put a stop to this. But it is absolutely catastrophic that CMS did not address this DIR fee rule. They had over 4,000 comments regarding the administration's pr- proposal to move pharmacy price concessions and including DIR to the point of sale, and they did not do anything. So hopefully that will change. 
The CMS rule requires prescription drug pricing transparency in direct-to-consumer advertising. So CMS finalized the rule requiring direct-to-consumer prescription drug TV ads to include the wholesale or list cost of the products directly or indirectly paid by either Medicare or Medicaid. This is a joke, really. When you're going to put prices on TV, first of all, my opinion, my personal opinion, in my conscious pharmacist view of what's been going on, is why do we have direct-to-consumer advertising of drugs on TV? Really? The not out, the, the relationship between the patient and the physician and maybe even the pharmacist in looking at their medical condition and what drug is best to treat that condition is a sacred thing and shouldn't be advertised on TV. What patient ever has gone to their pharmacist, to their doctor and said, I saw this amazing drug ad on TV for this new chemotherapy drug. I want it. Like, really? So, first of all, that's a, a, a topic for another episode, this whole thing about TV advertising and wasting money advertising drugs on TV. But now putting the pricing on, my question is, is like, what price? The price of... When, when patients ask me what is the price of my drug, my answer is always it depends who you ask. The price the pharmacy paid for it, the price they're getting reimbursed, the price the PBM, the whole, you all know, the whole structure of drug pricing is like a joke. So what drug, what price are they really going to put on TV? It's just a ruse to show patients because it's nothing that they're ever going to do. And plus it talks about any drug cost over $35 for a 30-day supply. Uh, what drug out there doesn't cost more than that? In the arena that I work in, in HIV, it's a joke, the price of the drugs. Um, the other thing that came out of this was, um, you know, the 340B pricing and um, 340B hospitals and entities really got a reprieve from the um, district court in DC who struck down the administration's rule cutting back on 340B pricing. Um, the president directed um, Alex Azar to work on a Florida drug import plan to come up with a plan to import drugs from Canada and the like. Well, when I look at this overall, we already have imported drugs. When we look at where all our generics are produced, a lot of them overseas and in India, in, actually in facilities that are not regulated on a regular basis by the FDA, it is horrifying. So why wouldn't we import drugs from Mexico and Canada? This, this ruse that, oh, they're not safe is a joke because our own FDA is allowing generics to be manufactured in other countries that aren't, with facilities that aren't even being um, regulated. CMS did crack down on spread pricing and issued regulatory guidance to support state efforts to monitor and audit Medicaid and Children's Health Insurance Program, the CHIP program, manage care plans to identify spread pricing practices by pharmacy benefit managers. Other things that happened in Congress was the House Oversight and Reform um, Committee examined HIV drug prices, and they had the, the CEO of Gilead on the hot seat by holding this hearing to examine the growth of HIV drug prices and emphasize the impact on patient access was huge. Why are these drug prices going so high? 
we need to ask ourselves that. We need to be conscious. We need to be conscious as to what is going on. The Congress, CMS, all these agencies need to be conscious and ask the people who are providing the care what is going on and how do we stop it. Stop listening to the lobby groups, the PBMs, the health insurance companies. Go to the source. Go to the pharmacists. Go to the pharmacies. Go to the patients. And then the Energy and Commerce Subcommittee held a hearing on the supply chain. Um, It was a hearing on deconstructing the drug supply chain. The two-panel hearing saw testimony from pharmaceutical manufacturers, PBMs, insurers, and other industry representatives, and familiar debates occurred with pharmaceutical representatives citing PBM actions and rebate structures for high drug prices. Listen, people, let's get conscious. There are too many cooks. You know that adage, too many cooks spoil the broth. Well, there are too many cooks and too many middlemen in this whole drug pricing thing. We need doctors to prescribe drugs. We need patients to have access to to drugs. We need insurance companies to cover those drugs. These PBMs and these middlemen need to go away and stop raping and pillaging the the pharmacies, the patients, and everybody in between and making money hand over fists on the lives of other of, of our patients. One quick point, other point that I wanted to mention, which was a great win, was what happened in Oklahoma um, in the last couple of weeks. The Go- Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma governor signed HB 2632, which is the Patient's Right to Pharmacy Choice Act. That is huge. Our patients are getting strangled and not having the ability to go and choose the pharmacy that they want to go to. Every willing pharmacy should be able to participate in any plan that they choose without penalty. And the patients should go and have the choice of the pharmacy that they want to go to. The Patients' Right to Pharmacy Choice Act establishes minimum and uniform access to a a provider and standards and prohibitions on restrictions of a patient's right to choose a pharmacy provider. And PBMs are not allowed to use the mail order pharmacies to comply with the accessibility standards. So what that means is patients in Oklahoma can choose any pharmacy, the trusted, independent community pharmacy that they may have been dealing with for many, many years to be able to go and get their prescriptions filled makes total sense to me. So this is our wrap-up on the Washington update and what happened on the way to the rodeo. Remember, be conscious. You can do it and be the change. Thanks for listening to the Conscious Pharmacist podcast. We hope you subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. If you miss something, you can listen again or just read the transcript of the show on our website at mishrxconsulting.com forward slash podcasts. If you have a spare minute, don't forget to give us a review or rating on iTunes. Remember to practice on purpose. You're a rock star pharmacist and healthcare provider. And in the words of Mahatma Gandhi, be the change you wish to see in the world. The Conscious Pharmacist Podcast is a production of MishRx Pharmacist Consulting Services, your HIV pharmacist and pharmacy experts.